welcome. I have to be a hundred percent honest. I had uh, no idea that it was time. I, yeah. One second I was rapping, and the next second <laughs> I heard the song, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I looked, and I was like, oh, "Okay, I guess." <laughs> I had no you idea. Yeah, you were. Oh, you had like shit. a flashlight. Your glasses were on, and you were like rapping. And I was like, "Bye." No, and then I was like, "Oh shit!" I took the glasses off. I put the light on. I was like, "Oh shit, okay." Oh shit! I thought that was the we fire we were going for. Welcome everybody to Bobby's Crypto Corner. My name is Bree. My name is Tony, the bottled cannibal. Ooh, and that. you know what? Everyone keeps asking me, like, Jamie, Jamie, when are you going to respond? When are you going to clap back? But you know what? I'm winning. I'm winning. And that's the best clap back there is. So everybody, I am winning. That's right. And... Clap, clap back to what? It was, oh, oh my God. It was it was Liz, Lizzo's acceptance speech. That's literally what she, never mind. It's oh, my fine. bad. It's okay. It's okay. You didn't get it. That's all right. So to answer, um, you know, spooky Morales here, Bobby is not here tonight. Oh, yeah, Bobby's not uh, here. Because he's, he's a douchebag. We'll go with that. <laughs> I'm mad at him because I made him a special video for a special segment that he does. And I, now we can't even play it because he's true. not here for it. But I feel like I know <sighs> what he would have recommended. I wish I could remember the name of the movie because he recommended it to me. And I watched it, and it ah. is in fact about the Wendigo. Oh, actually, so, speaking of that, that is also our that. drinking word because that's is. what we're talking about. So go Wendigo. ahead and drink it. This tastes like ass, um, but I it like does like have coffee. a cool like crystal on it, though. Like what? Oh wow! What? Not Wendigo? everything that that glitters is gold. Mm-hmm. Very Amen. True. Yeah. Uh, this this is going to be a really interesting episode, I feel like. Uh, I thought that I was going to come in with the mass amount of information. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what we have. But I don't know about you guys, but the more I looked into the Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Drink. I'll do it. Yep. It's me. It's me. Uh, it's a bit it different than what I feel like I thought it was. Mm-hmm. So well, not well. Yeah. For, well, before we do, we can't forget okay. to talk about the people in the chat. Yeah. Hey we to everyone. Have, hey everyone. Hi. We got Spooky Morales is here. We David got David Gosling. Enzo's Smith, here, so we can have Enzo. a real show. Chad Smith podcast. Vanessa Wendango herself is here. Herself. The expert. Gotta hit it. Whoops. Uh, Hides in long grass. Brown dwarf. Always, Uh, always good to see you. Moon pie. So welcome everybody. Welcome to another fantastic episode. So Brie, why don't you uh, bring up our slide? Hey, Monster Radio. What's up? What's good? What's up? I just remembered that I was supposed to add Vanessa to this, and I didn't. So get mad at Brie, not me. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so Bobby's absent. So we uh, last minute I added sus because uh, you know, sus. fuck you. We can sus. go back to yeah. fuck you, Bobby. Oh, we can. <laughs> fuck you, Bibby. Fuck you, fuck Bibby. You, Bobby. 
Fuck yeah, baby. Uh, so the Wendigo is that big thing in the center. Yep, the big thing in the center. That big boy. That big boy. Once again, I just want to point out that Brie has gone above and beyond, and beyond with, with this. her presentations. There she is, hiding behind the rock with her goat. Can I just say, Loki, it also kind of looks like in this exact photo that we were victims of Diet Love Pass. Loki, oh, okay. absolutely. Loki, you know Maybe what I'm saying? That's what it was. Mm -hmm. It could have been. Oh, thank oh, you. Wow, thank, thank you, David. David. Appreciate awesome. it. Is that two euros? Two, two euros. euros. Two, two pounds? Euros. Those are two British pounds. Two British pounds. Oh, Kari will have to translate that for us. We don't speak British. Wait, hey, Danielle, yeah. pretty lady. So, oh. That what? would have been a long, never mind. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was reboot, going to reboot, go down. Reboot, reboot, <laughs> reboot me. I was going to go down a path. That had nothing to do with this, and I'll just say I was going to. I was going to ask if, like, it, since American currency has a higher rate than British currency, then if you're like a hundred pounds here, does that make you like eighty pounds in Europe? <laughs> it's just stupid. I, it's, they weigh, it's they so weigh themselves. They weigh themselves in stones. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm six they don't stones. Use pounds. Yeah, they're like I'm, I'm six stones. Six stones. Stones is better quid. than tons. What if they're like, oh, I'm six tons? No, six they still tons. have tons, but they spell tons fucking stupid. So we're just over here hating on British culture as well. I know. Anyway. All day, every, <laughs> every day. day. <laughs> Why we had uh, a revolution? Fucking hate. We us. did. Fucking hate us. Um. <laughs> Me, there are so many um monsters or cryptids or just beings that I feel like we label as evil when they look like half goat or half deer, whatever it is. When there's horns, it's like you can't tell me this people don't think of the devil. The devil for sure immediately. Right. The classic Judeo-Christian depiction. Which is not cool. Yeah. Baphomet, not cool. Mm -hmm. Not cool. Okay, so <laughs> not cool at all. So the Windango. Uh, just really quick, basically, we're talking about an evil spirit or a malev malevolent. Malevolent. <sighs> malevolent monster. He is tall slash giant because in some of the texts, different stories, they will just be like taller than the trees or something, which is wild. Uh, razor sharp teeth, obviously, like this one here. A cannibal eats humans. So again, that word cannibal, we will revisit why that would be the case. Um, forever bloodthirsty, but yet remains the skeletal frame forever hungry just emaciated but yet constantly eating it's like an endless cycle it's it's a bottomless pit um heart of ice um it has the definitely 
associated with colder weather and storms. And in some uh, stories, a Wendigo can actually bring on a a snowstorm. Um, Ragged looking, of course, look like it's literally roadkill that has been demonized Mm -hmm. incredibly fast. And, of course, the the horns, the antlers, and a foul odor smells like ass. That's like with a lot of cryptids, though, there's the smell about them. And I'm wondering if that's just the smell of, like, feral animals in general. Because they usually, you know. People who aren't used to. They don't take baths. Mm -hmm. I'm going to associate it with maybe something negative. Every cryptid that's negative seems to have the foul odor. But also, in other paranormal situations, people that are ghost hunting or whatever, they think maybe this isn't a ghost, this is a demon. People have reported a foul odor. Like sulfur. Sulfur. And then when you try to see the linkage here to aliens, which we're always trying to do, or that, I should say, which we've noticed... Um, there are, you know, a particular sector of so-called ETs that go by the reptilian race, maybe the Draco, and they've also been reported as smelling like ass. Like ass. Just so bad. Just foul, disgusting, swas beings. So maybe there's something about, um... A foul-scented creature. Maybe it just all of a sudden, like Danielle. D- Danielle's comments kind of right on, in my opinion. Is maybe like they're rotting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like maybe the, it's such a rotten soul. So there's there's themes that we're gonna see throughout the story of the uh, the Wendigo. Ooh, drink it. <clears throat> And the version of it that we see today because it's morphed over time. Mm-hmm. That's, that the, I'm jumping into that first, yeah. Especially the cannibalism part that didn't come yeah, until later. The, the, the cold weather, the brutal environments, the insatiable appetite, the cannibalism. This is all a theme that plays very much into this creature. And it's lore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Um, big time. The snail, hungry, just make me eat. So the beginning of the story, like most of Chris cryptids, uh, I feel like I could say it kind of ninety nine point nine percent. The natives, the natives, um, the natives. This all comes from the Algonquin peoples. This is the biggest chunk of overall tribes that all speak Algonquin languages. They were basically all of North America. Uh, Everywhere that you see that kind of uh, darker tanned print there, you can see that it is, in fact, United States, but also Canada. So it's very much uh, Northern America, and you can kind of see how they've, like, migrated out. Yeah, it was interesting when I first started to look into this, I knew that it had a Native American background, but it was interesting to find that it was the Native American people who lived more up in the Canadian area than it did necessarily the United States. It was much more prevalent up there than it was down here. I mean, it is down here now, but it originated more in the Canadian area. Yes and no. Well, that kind of lends to that winter harshness. Exactly. Right. 
It definitely is in the winter uh, harsh areas, but Canada, although it looks like it covers such a large area, that's the land that it encompassed, but the um, the the number of people does not equate even close to what it is in the United States. Oh, interesting. So, okay. I mean, we're looking at literally just land. We're not talking mm. about people, tribes. Uh, the numbers and tribes of actual members, people, is vastly like the main Greater. majority here in the United States. Yeah. Um, Canada has a lot of land, but not a lot of I was going to say, is is that because maybe the land that's up there in those areas up in Canada that's highlighted are areas that aren't um, uh, populated necessarily, more like foresty, like middle of nowhere areas. So there's much more ground to cover, whereas in the United States, it's more populated. There's not as much open land. And so that's why you have more cases down here in America. Well, I think from uh, this is kind of like how the how the tribes migrated mm -hmm. and. I mean, that whole area of Canada, like Tony kind of pointed out, just super snowstorm type of climate. Uh, and in the East Coast, yes, you do have that, but nothing as close to what it's like in Canada. And um, there, it's more of like a mountain range. So the, being on the East Coast, there really isn't a shit ton of mountains or anything. But if we were to look at like the actual geography of what the land looks like compared to the east coast that sliver in the east coast compared to canada it would be <clears throat> wild i mean that's they're trucking it out mm, there in canada yeah here not so much it's there's a lot of flat land yes there are some hills or whatever but it is nothing compared to um, the wilderness the of terrain. canada yeah. the terrain is nothing uh like it is there in canada Oh, man. But it is crazy. I mean, there's just so many. So, like, there's a lot of Cree here in Canada. Huge numbers. Um, I mean, so we have, like, the Swanee. I mean, these are all different um, tribes. Mm -hmm. And you just have to think of how that really branched out over time. It's just wild. Yeah. Um, so we're really just looking at kind of the East Coast here, Canada, and Great Plains region, the Great Lakes, all of this is where they've been able to track the word, the name, Wendigo. Where does that come from? It's the Algonquin people, their languages. And there's a million different versions that you could name this, over 37. So when you yep. look up Wendigo, you equally get Drink. Wendigo, W I N. Wendigo is just as frequent as Wendigo. Again, we're talking about languages and shit. I mean, when you look to the past for things like this, it can get so muddy and mm -hmm. confusing. And honestly, props to the people that um, really dig their toes into this, like in academia, because I, I don't even know how – how they do that you know because you're well, looking I mean, at different versions and different, i would like you have i would think you would have to kind on. of equ you would have to equate it to like the way we have like different sayings 
throughout the United States, depending on where you're from, right? We we yes. say things certain ways. So I almost think that that's probably the same way. It's about the linguistics of like the accents and things that they had and why they say it the way that the different tribes and things say it. You know what I mean? There's a hint of the same thing, but they all have their own version of saying it. Right. Because one thing, if you look back at that map and you look at like how large those different areas are, you have to understand that this was a time when you couldn't call somebody from Michigan in Nebraska and say, hey, man, have you seen this thing or you don't like there was none of that. So all of the yeah. communications were extremely localized. So the. And everything was words of word of mouth passed down by word. So who's not to say also that they just, you know, slightly remembered the name slightly differently. And that's why you have all these different variations of it as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think of how difficult that was to even form the first language. Oh, yeah, exactly. Jesus. Like, it's honestly, we should have respect for our ancestors just for that. Because how the hell I I mean, I wouldn't want to be there. Well, it makes you understand why there's so many different languages and why so many languages share similar words. Similar things, yeah. Um, they're mainly what I have really gathered, um, even through looking through some um, papers, some peer-reviewed papers of people that traced back the words and all this stuff. Mainly the Wendigo is just symbolism. It it represents the incarnation of winter, the yeah. embodiment of winter, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's hunger. It's the personification of selfishness and cannibalism. Uh, basically, it, these are legends that were orally told to remind people that they can become this evil uh spirit if you will if you go off into this cannibalistic route by being hungry or whatever or even just thinking of yourself over the community mm-hmm. that you have that selfishness that brings on isolation which can bring you to being a wendigo Exactly. It's important because we talk about this a lot with some cryptic especially ones that go back as far as like <clears throat> Native Americans having stories about it is it always ties back to it being some sort of like a lesson that they're that they're mm-hmm. teaching. It's equated to the weather, the crops, the who you are as a human. It's always it's always put into a spe- perspective of, well, if you don't do this or if you do this, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. For and sure. I want to I want to point out that it, this is important that this is one of the the few creatures we have talked about. It, we did werewolves not that long ago, which are sometimes associated with the the mm-hmm. mythology of this. Yep. That this is something that a normal person turns into. This isn't like uh, like a Bigfoot or you know a skunk ape or you're a not getting yeah you're something. not getting bit by something it's usually yeah. your own actions that are turning you into this so it, it this is an extremely different story than most of the types of things that we talk about which is a, incredibly interesting and there's actually a psychosis that is involved with this that i'm sure brie has on the presentation mm-hmm. yep Yes, sir. So, uh, yeah. So it basically it's just believed in the in the culture that 
it could be punishment through your thoughts or actions of cannibalism and being selfish and greedy that uh like tony and jamie were saying like you turn into that um and through digging more in those peer-reviewed papers i found that the proto-algonquin so after a lot of the phases of algonquin um the translation for Wendigo actually meant owl. It mm. doesn't. So this is something like I really wanted to point out is that our current understanding, even just all the pictures that we're using here today of a, a Wendigo does not in any way, shape or form look like what the natives uh, created this thing to be. No. <clears throat> And it was There's also no deer horns. There's nothing like that. And it was also said, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but and maybe you have a slide for this later, but it was also said too that like one of the ways that you can become these <clears throat> is because if you're a person already of magic and you do like dark magic, you turn into this version of uh, this creature. Like you go on that darker path. So you, <clears throat> so you become this dark, this dark creature. That is 1,000% a skinwalker, and we will revisit that later. Yeah. Oh, but, oh, okay. Yeah. I, so when I was going over this, I, I had a lot of, you know, like mental connections to this, the Uinta skinwalkers with the Navajos and everything, and we'll get into it. Yeah, it is. They are uh, like... For some it's reason, very, the only thing that's coming into my head are like very close, are like, like cousins, like two protons that are like paired. Oh. I don't, it's it, yeah, ah. that's the only thing I, I am thinking of. Uh, quantum but, yes, entanglement. It, there, thank you, quantum entanglement. Um, yeah. but I think it's it's interesting to think how a simple language and how something is interpreted can create this huge pop culture enigma for us where now when we think of a wendigo this is what we're saying but yeah. really in there and there are times it was not and it translates to an owl and that makes so much sense um because like even just with owls in certain cases like the the dad or um not the mom but for sure the dad like they will be eating those babies up well, and there's there's a lot of crossover between owls and aliens for abductees. So oh, just to shit. connect it into deeper lore. Yes, because owls of common, common uh, in the symbolism that we see with alien abduction. Absolutely. It's those eyeballs, the constantly watching eyeballs. Just wild. Those somniferous almond eyes. Mm -hmm. So, but in more commonly in our present day, when we think of a Wendigo, it's just that it starts out as a human. And a Wendigo, uh, you can either be consumed by a Wendigo, usually, um, but you don't have to shift into one per se. You don't have to like transform into a Wendigo. It could just be the thought of thinking of them, talking of them, dreaming about them, 
uh, that could put you in the path of a Wendigo or um, back in more native times, if you weren't spiritually strong, if you were mentally and emotionally down and you were having a, if you felt really turmoiled as a person, it's like you're spiritually don't have your guard up and you've become vulnerable to a Wendigo because you are not um, like sturdy in your faith and your belief and your emotions and you're not like a strong person with your feet on the ground. You've become so imbalanced <clears throat> that you are um, definitely vulnerable to a Wendigo. This sounds like it goes back to that like kind of manipulation tactic, though, of like, <clears throat> if you're not spiritually sound, they're coming after you. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of reminds me of, of a couple things, even even things in like uh, modern lore or what we would call urban legends with uh, Slender Man or like the Hat Man or Shadow People or you know, poltergeist, stuff like that. Like you, things you can be easily easily manipulated by if you're not conscious of what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. I I think the biggest thing too is that I keep saying is or saying, but I kept saying was that if you were service to self opposed to service of community that it would put you in this position. And oh, I think that okay. makes so much sense where if you're in a tribe, mm, uh, I get what you're saying. they have to work as a community. You have you to have that mentality. Have, yeah, you can't have one person going off and doing whatever the hell they want. You, it, you have can't to just think like get, of get a, a community. Job McDonald's and like, you know, get your own apartment. And like you are reliant upon the group of people who does the hunting and the group of people who does the farming and the group of people who does the children raising or whatever it is and however it's divvied up. Mm -hmm. So I think – what I think we've all realized and what we really, I think, are laying the groundwork here for is that the natives were really using this as um, the overall symbolism for, like, be a part of the tribe. And a, mm -hmm. a tribe member is someone that is there for the whole, not for the single. And you think about everybody, not just yourself. And if you do that, if you're just thinking about yourself, you'll be you outcast. You're not only going to be an outcast, but you're going to be starving forever while yeah. eating people. Mm -hmm. in so, the cold. And, and this this story perfectly kind of matches what I believe the reason basic religion gained a foothold is because if you go back mm. like ten thousand years, five thousand, whatever, right? Humanity wasn't like this. What we are today, so. When you look at things like the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not steal. Don't take shit that's not yours. Right? It's thou basic. Thou shalt not steal. Right, well, coming. I think I think what it Wait, all goes back finish. to is morality at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah, you're building a moral structure mm -hmm. for the community. And this is kind of like the same thing for the Native 100%. Americans. Where 100%. be focused on the community and not yourself. Otherwise, you turn into a horrible beast that kills people. Yeah, this was this was 
This was this was a version of of manipulation that the same way it's used in religious manipulation today, right? This is like the precursor to it, the the original version of it, because basically all, all a lot of these kinds of stories end up being inside the Bible, anyways, just packaged in a completely different way. Right. No matter which religion you believe in, this is if you believe in a religion, you'll see the same things pop up all across the world and one of that reasons is that's how we survive to be where we are today i think that's the one thing that um a lot of people don't understand when it comes to like religion and the more that you look into it the more you realize that it literally just says the same thing throughout all these different religions just in different ways it's literally just using different languages and different phrases to say the exact shit yes but it it it's because it goes back to a time where we weren't necessarily civilized. So how do you in, how do you introduce the idea of being a civilized community without some sort of law? And how do you introduce a law without being like, I'm the one and only? You think of an outside figure or a source um, where you can then put it into like a template of like you do these things or – this is what's going to happen to you. Well, you, you know, that's, that's how you get people. Yeah, that's how you get people to. I hate to use the word comply because I feel like well, it was necessary. Yes, but it was necessary for the time or else you're going to have mm-hmm. people just like going crazy, killing and murdering and raping and uh, no consequence for that. You know, mm, exactly. It's for early versions of consequences. Yep. Tater Waba, I ain't no tighter, but we love tighters here. We love tighters. I love me a good tater. If you really want to religiousize us, though, then you got to buy our merch. Yeah, that's the only uh, way. Absolutely. So in the 17th century, though, this was really boring. I didn't want to do this, but I felt like I had to put it in here. It's just the first uh, written English introductory in. I'm having problems introduction you guys know what I'm saying Um, of the Wendango and it's from Jean Lejeune to to his comrades there in Perry and he this is a quotes I don't know why the quotes are missing but he said I just took a a part of, of the writing uh, this devilish woman added that the Wendango had eaten some um, and at the time I know, I know it is <laughs> but at the time there, the closest translation to that was werewolf yes. so it, it's interesting that you, you name werewolf we're going to see a lot of uh, crossovers here with werewolves and skinwalkers um, but he's just basically writing to his comrades about this. And he does later say that he doesn't think that it was an actual animal, that he thinks it was demonic. And I Ooh. think that's what's turned for the Wendigo overall is that it it came from a an, an idea of something you could like a warning, don't do this. And then over time, it's turned into this like demonic figure yes who knows if it's because of polygene 
no one else. Well, I will say that it is not at all suspicious that somebody who is French would attribute oh, this wow. to werewolves. French slander. Because as we talked about in our werewolf episode, oh, werewolves I missed almost, it. almost originated in French culture because mm-hmm. of the fungus ergot, which led to lycanthropy because of the uh, psychedelic hallucinations. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew that because I would have definitely gone down that rabbit hole and put it in here. Uh, I missed well, we the definitely werewolf. Talked about it we talked about it. I wasn't there. I was absent. I was in Chicago. You weren't there. Oh, that's right. You oh. weren't there for werewolves. That's right. Oh, that, so that sounds like your fucking problem. That's your fault. That's yeah. That's a you. <laughs> it problem. was my problem for sure. Thanks for not uh, watching that episode, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. I would have. Wow. I would have gone down that as a rabbit hole but that's interesting that you say that and i'm so happy that you say that uh because that makes sense that makes so much sense and it's one thing i i had to add in here which i think is important is that this would this predates the salem witch trials by 60 years so before we even mm-hmm. had the idea of these witches these evil demonic witches, witches. at the stake uh we were already writing to other papels in France <laughs> about the Wendigo. The Wendigo. The Wendigo. 1636. This little, look at her baby head. Wow. Um. Yes. So pr- not present day, but like this really started to take a hold onto people. So Plains Cree Trapper, we did, I pointed out a little bit of the Cree, which is mainly Canada, has all of the Cree tribes. Um, there was a trader, his name was Swift Runner mm. in Alberta, Canada. He is a married man. He has Ooh. six children. Oh, Gross. okay. Fertile. In the winter of 1878. So it's winter time. He and his family, they all kind of um, hang out in their cabin all winter mm. long. Mm. Uh, and the townspeople don't see him for a while. He doesn't come back until it's springtime. It is now 1879. So he's like, mm, I'm going to head into town to get some some supplies, which is yeah. interesting. It's been a, quite a long time, friend. Um, but he comes back alone. And so the townspeople are just like, what the fuck? Where's your family, bro? And he's like, oh, they died of starvation. And <laughs> All the people are like, well, that's interesting. Why are you alive? Like, how is your six children dead and your wife? But you look perfectly healthy. And he's just like, man, I don't, I don't know. But, of course, authorities, because it's spread and because the the word of the Skinwalker um, legend had mm-hmm. already been passed around. Drink. I said Skinwalker. Oh, did I say Skinwalker? I meant to yeah. say Wendigo. My yeah. bad. That's the word. My bad. It's because I looked down. I saw Angela singing this. That's a skinwalker. My bad. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Uh, because the legend of Wendigo has already been going around, uh, the authorities immediately made their way over to his cabin and found bowls 
of blood and bones and it was just a disgusting mess and then he fessed up to eating them all oh wow fun during yeah so during the winter he just decided to munch on his family um one thing that i could not confirm that i had read in multiple reports was that he was about 25 miles from a supply area and so that if he really was hungry he didn't have to eat them he could well, have Bree, waited and wandered and gotten supplies and came back you you have to understand how far 25 miles was in 1878 i know but they're yeah. like hey he could have waited till the for a storm to pass like they you, you can't just jump into your subaru and drive 25 miles mock up in the snow but also at the same time though tony if you had six kids in danielle and you're like am i gonna walk 25 miles or should i just eat this bitch if it's 19 (laughs) if it's 1878 and i've got six kids at home i might just venture out into the fucking wilderness and just be like something's gonna get (laughs) let it be let it be I mean, that's he ate seven people. Yeah, I mean, listen, people. Bath salts make you do crazy stuff. Yeah, you have bath salts. I mean, my biggest thing is, did he smoke them? Was it a stew? Like, like, what kind of seasoning do you put on that to be kind of tasty? Yeah. So, uh, what's interesting though is that he claimed innocence the entire time, and one of his last. You know, a few words was that it wasn't him. He was possessed by the Wendigo, and the Wendigo right. made him do it. Ooh, that he is the embodiment. He has become a Wendigo. BRB. I'm going to assume, actually, that um, he didn't season them at all and probably just ate them raw. Does he look like he doesn't like seasoning? Yeah. He does. He looks pissed. He does look angry. Hi, mom. And hey, Corey in the chat. We see you. Your mom is here? No, Akashi Chris. Oh, shit. Although I won't lie, our show that we did earlier, she was sleeping on my couch the whole time. Your mom? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. She was showing at her house. Uh, Okay. And she came over Um, here. I was like, you can come over here, but you got to be quiet. So she took a nap. That's cute. Um, these are, in fact, the remainder of uh, bones, a little bit of skin, and some hair. Of the these are the artifacts that they found. Yeah. That looks like a goat head. Yeah. Kind of. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know but it's fucked up. This was one of many instances that later really took a hold. Uh, it it became a known thing, especially in the tribes at that time, of Wendigo psychosis, mm. which Tony was talking about. Talking about earlier uh, drink. Talking about. Talking about. It, this is where it originates from. This is something that was they considered to be a huge factor of their tribe. Uh, unfortunately. Fortunately, I don't believe that they actually had a psychosis. I think they were just starving. But the technical description is 
when you're craving blood, though. So that's that's a little bit different. It's like you're craving human blood, human flesh so bad, even if there's other options for you that you mm. would still eat a person. You're like, mm, that right. looks like a really good prime rib, but I think I'm going to go for that little girl in the corner over there. I was going to say because it's supposed to be the Wendigo psychosis. Gotcha. Because I was going to say that almost sounds like the people like who crossed, you know, like what were they called? The cannibal people who ate themselves in the mountains in America. Are you talking about the Donner Party? Yeah, there you go. The Donner Party. Like, would they have been considered to have Wendigo psychosis because they ended up eating each other yes. and having? Yes. Well, no, that's actually yes. different. No, because they didn't have other. They, they didn't have other they food though. They had to eat people. Guess what I'm saying? So the wind, the Wendigo psychosis Drink. is an actual psychological disorder like lycanthropy is considered an actual psychological disorder mm. where mm. people believe they have this need to eat human flesh or mm. consume gotcha. human blood this is com this is like a legitimate psychological psychological disorder. thing Arguable. okay is it what is it also okay could it be likened to also people who are like dead like convinced that they're vampires and they have to drink blood probably okay. i think it's i think all three of them are probably related in some way shape uh -huh. or form yeah, uh, I read a lot of um... reboot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. <laughs> the silence went like a second too long. It was like reboot. <laughs> Can't make more than three second silence before needing a reboot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I read a lot of conflicting papers. Uh, mm. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh yeah, this is a real thing. To no, it was just convince. It was just convincing people. Well, mm -hmm. there's a lot of that in psychology to begin with. Look at uh, yeah. dissociative identity disorder, or yeah, they've gone back and forth. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's there's people who say there's several confirmed cases of DID, and there's other people who say there's like maybe one or two actual real cases of this because it's so rare and this kind of just falls under it. it it goes on what paper you read maybe it's uh real maybe it's not at what point do you consider something a disorder like that right like how many people have to be affected by this kind of psychosis for them to consider it that's a good question mm -hmm. you know that's interesting there's probably like is it seven? Is that like the magic number? They're like, oh, seven people have it. It's it's a thing. Well, you gotta think about it though. Like, what what does uh, popular culture play into this, or what does the culture of the person play into this? Like, does it weigh heavy on their culture and who they are? So that kind of points to how they develop or how their psychosis develops. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Because if you have if you have somebody who maybe is schizophrenic and they're a Christian and their family is all Christian, they they might be labeled as being possessed by a demon, even though they're schizophrenic and they're not possessed and they don't need an exorcism. Yeah. What they need is, you know, like real help. 
not saying mm. that exorcism isn't real help. Don't come at me, Christians, if you're watching, which I doubt. But oh, it's not. It's not real help. Go get yourself a psychiatrist. But yeah. what you know, like that's the thing, right? It's the culture around the person who is being diagnosed. Yeah. Shit, son. Yep. Shit, son. I, People I, are I, learning I, shit on this show every fucking week. Every day, man. No, every day. Every, every day. day. This is definitely, I think, the current day Wendigo depiction that everyone thinks of. Yeah, like in all of the movies and things, this is definitely the version of it that you're seeing in like Hollywood. Mm -hmm. What well, Hollywood peddles to us. Again, but I think it's made to be more that demonic, devil-looking, horn-like creature. Like, they did that on purpose. Mm. Yeah. And, of course, we can... Did we mention how this isn't the original depiction of... Yes. Yep. Yeah, so this is, this is like, post... Uh, I guess you would say colonialism. Colonial, yeah, white people. <laughs> I keep wanting to say pop culture because it's hard. Uh, yes, they just look like people because they're people. Exactly. Yeah, they look actually. Yeah. You know, the more that I I looked into the original description, it looked a lot more like the description of the rake than it, mm, the yeah. modern yeah, the pale day interpretation yeah. of a of a Wendigo. I get you on that one. I feel it. Ooh, drink. Stop. Which we um, all know how much I love the rake. Yeah, we do. Not at all. We do. I kind of actually feel like a lot of these, uh, you know, I'm, we're going to do our battles. Remember I told you guys I wanted to do our battles? I feel like mm. a lot of them are the same thing. So Our cryptid battles? Mm-hmm. So this is an interesting story that was sent to me. Um, by Jamie Billings, um, a more of a recent time sighting, Gino, Gino Mikis, Mikis, um, Mikis out there in Canada, who is an avid, Brie could be a healer quite easily if she knew how, I know, I know, I am naturally, I've had psychics tell me that too, actually, um, so anyway, Gino is an avid hunter, and he has spent most of his entire life actually in this area. And one day while he was hunting with his wife and his grandson in the forest, this is northwestern Ontario, he heard a series of howls. They all did. So he said, when I let out Jamie with her third eye right now, um, um, when I let out the first scream, I thought it was a moose, but my mind changed when it screamed again and again. I heard many different animals in the wild, but nothing like this. I grew up hunting with my grandfather for the first 12 years of my life. We could hear it moving. It sounded kind of heavy. But my wife, she got scared. She picked up our grandson and started walking fast towards the vehicle. The group retreated. Everyone was like, get the fuck out of here. We're out. We're out. And then um, Migas grabbed his phone and then started to record while his son was – while his grandson was kind of mimicking them in a sense. So we shot. What? 
Um, tell me if you can hear. Fairy I use. didn't test this out. Fairy house. No sound. No sound at all? No. Is something happening? Hold on. Do you hear anything at all? No. Uh-uh. So weird. Okay, hold on. I'm sorry. Is your tab muted? I'm sorry now. Here. So, okay, are we good? Yeah. I hear nothing. No sound. You hear that? Barely. Is this a, yeah, it's like a. Yeah. Is this in a separate tab, Brie? You hear that? Yeah, but again, it's, it's very quiet. It is. The, that's the video. Oh, that's how quiet it is? Mm-hmm. So I'll rewind um... it. So it's really far away, whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I heard okay. that. So faint. It's super faint. But it doesn't like, oh. Okay. You hear it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was a kid. They're all. So. Okay. You heard that right. one? Yeah. So I'll tell you all the animals that is not. Okay. That is not a wolf. Nope. That is not a bear. It's not a mountain lion. But whatever, it is big. That last one was kind of crazy. It Whatever it is, it's really big. Not the baby, though. I was like, that baby's ruining closer. it. Even the baby's so quiet. This whole video's so quiet. Shh, you sent it to me. I know. That's really big. Whatever that is, that's a, that's a really big animal. Yeah, that's for sure. And it's not a person. Just not mm -mm. a person. No. no. It's uh, it's also not a fox. I just want to do the last 50 yeah. again. 
What does Hold the on. fox say? Everybody mute. I'm muting everyone. Okay. Oops, wrong one. I meant to mute you and me. Terrifying. Also, thank you for so much, Gary. Yo, the the last thank ones you. are the loudest. Gary. Yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah, that's. I don't know. If I heard that, I would definitely be terrified and be like, "Me to get out of there." Although I have a feeling, Bree, that when we go Bigfoot hunting next week, because it's next week, uh, we're gonna <laughs> hear some of that in the forest and be terrified. So I guess we should get used to it. I won't be terrified. Whatever it is, it's it's large. It's it's large. I've, I've heard charge. a lot. I've been out in the wilderness enough that I've heard foxes and mountain lions and bobcats and lynxes. And lions, tigers, and bears. Am I? <clears throat> no. Yeah. It was. Uh, <laughs> they sent the the audio to their uh, national park or the states. The states, yeah, it was their um, department of what? Did DNR. Say that? Yeah, it was like department. Thank you. Of, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and they ruled out everything that it could be, and then was left with the. Mm. Mm. Besides the fact that they said it must have been very large, and, whatever yeah, it was, very large. But exactly. again, ruled out the the bobcats. The, the foxes, the deer, the bears. I mean, all kinds of things. Yeah, the only thing I could compare to that would be like a bear, but that doesn't sound like a bear to me. They don't roar like it's not. that. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's the only thing, a comparable thing that I could compare it to, but it doesn't sound like that. Size-wise, I mean, yeah, but that's a, that's a very guttural, deep, loud, whatever that is, it's really fucking far away. Like we it's got probably like four or five miles away from where they're at. We have a secret location that we actually have to sign a blood oath to get from some guys who are in, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Brie? Masons. The Masons. They go to the Freemasons. Oh. Yeah, the Freemasons. The Illuminati. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. Of we, them uh, yeah, we had to sign some blood oath to get the location of where to go to this Bigfoot location. She's halfway kidding and halfway not, actually. <laughs> That's actually what we've been, we have actually been sworn to secrecy. Who are the like, guys, Brie? Who are we going Bigfoot with? Bigfoot TV people. And I'm not going to. We can't. We can't. We can't. Oh, we, can't. we don't want to say. All right. Um, but yes, it's a secret. Um, this is Sierra's. Super secret. And that's what we'll tell you. It's the Sierras of California. All I know is Nevada. that I'm flying in. Bree's picking me up. I have zero idea where we're going. I'm just along for the ride. Honestly, that's what happened to me last time. And then last time, I'm like, this was like a super remote area. It was crazy. And then uh, the person we're going with is like, oh, this is nothing like where we went last time. It is. And I'm like, 
What? Skirt. Huh? Skirt. So it's going to be. I was like, what? Yeah, we're going to have to shit on the side of the woods, you guys. It's going to be intense. Yeah, okay. when Bree when Bree showed on Friday the list and, like, one of the lists was, like, a bucket with a toilet seat on it, I was like, wow, this is going to be fun. <laughs> no running this water. This is everything no I've I'm so excited to see the Bigfoots no. and, and poop in a bucket. This is uh, a <laughs> no dream come GPS, true. No GPS, no cell phone service yeah. for at least uh, the last three hours of travel. Oh, no, she's not going to be able to do anything. None of us. No. We won't have Starbucks. Nothing. You're not going to have You better bring, like, 14 fucking nicotine vape pens, ma'am. Like, literally, we're not going to have anything. No, we're going. We're going, uh, Gary. We have – Bree's already been with them once before. This will be my first trip and Bree's second time with them. We're going next week on Thursday. Nobody's been serial murdered yet. No one's been serial murdered yet. So I, I will say that, that video that we watched, there's actually like a maybe like I've seen like five or six different videos in different areas of the country where they've recorded these strange howls, like these mm. deep guttural howls. So it's very it's really interesting because I would really like to know what the fuck is doing. Yeah. Yeah. So like one one of the people that we're actually going with on this expedition has gathered his own audio recordings of howls like that. Uh, and when he brought it to us the first time, it's hard to believe for me because I'm an outsider. I am not uh, at all knowledgeable and what an animal should sound like you know like if someone told me oh this is a whatever wolf i'd be like okay believable so i don't know so when he first showed us uh the different recordings that he had and some of the things that was left over because they bring things like little fruits and bullshit to see if it interacts with it Mm-hmm. Um, and he also had what was it, Jamie? Like an apple or a pear? Some bullshit. Oh, it was an apple, and it was, it was like scraped with these weird claw things. And it's cool, but I again, I'm not knowledgeable in um, the nat- in that nature aspect. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be different when you're there. I feel like you have to hear it for yourself to know there. that it's weird. Well, thanks, David. David's going to hook me up and show me how to be a healer. Um, And it's kind of the fun being out there. And, yes, Gary, we're a wild. Yeah, we're super wild. (laughs) We're nuts. (laughs) That's Well, when you guys decide. But here's the thing. We're the kind of people that, like, when we get uh, 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 something put in front of us as an opportunity, we just kind of take it at this point in our lives. We're like, all right, let's go. So if someone wants to tell us that they're going to take us into the forest and show us Bigfoot, we're like, all right, what's what do we got to lose? Let's do it. We're kind of the crazy channel, if you guys. We are the crazy channel. A little bit. Um, little bit. But listen, the main person that's taking us here, I trust wholeheartedly. Yeah. Uh, he's been a family friend for a very long time. Can we say his and name? He's Chuck. Yeah, Chucky and McChuck. We, Chuck. we love Chuck. We love Chuck. Chuck. We did interview him a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he on our he channel. First, 
when he first came back from, I want to say he was on Hunting Bigfoot. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's the name of the show. On yeah. Whatever. Uh, when planet. he first, when he, <laughs> I think that's the name, Hunting Bigfoot. Hunting I Bigfoot. Think I think that was Some shit. Uh, when he first came back from there, we interviewed him because mm-hmm. he told us when he did it and how he couldn't tell anyone where he was and all this crazy shit. And we interviewed him then and I was still not a believer. I'm a bit more of a believer now that I've done now that I've been on Bobby's Cryptic Corner for over what has it been? At least a year. <clears throat> it's been a year now, yeah. Uh so I feel like I've gathered more of a belief system to at least be out there with an open mind. I thought I had an open mind last time, but I don't really know if I did. I was also very cynical about it. Uh, So this time should be different because we're really going to be roughing it. Yeah, and also I believe also someone who's coming with us is into the more alien side of things, and so we might do some sky watching as well. Oh, hell yeah, we got that night vision. Mm-hmm. Brie got an EMF. Brie got an EMF. Mm. Hell yeah, she did. Hell yeah, she did. Um, I'm Listen, so excited. We're this I, paranormal shit by its pants, and we're we're following it. We're we really are. So we're spooky side of life. We're planning to vlog the whole thing. Um, yep. We need to bring batteries and chargers because if things are crazy, it's gonna suck the life out of our shit and there's no electricity here's the thing joe d brie for a long time like told me i wasn't allowed to play with ouija boards we can't like careful what we're wishing in all that's gone out the window brie's like fuck it bring it in let's do it she's finally you know whose fault that is mine zondos (laughs) oh okay that's a long bridge (laughs) okay (laughs) no you guys know Okay. You guys know I flat out and like he's broken my I don't Fuck love it. the subject anymore because mm. of him and because of his followers they've ruined you followed the ufologies ruined it for me and now I'm looking elsewhere naturally mm. I'm going to follow it well, now. before yeah. we get back to the subject at hand, uh, yeah. then if you guys decide to do one of these things in an area where I can bring my toys, I will definitely go with you. And they know Tony, what my toys are. Guys. Why can't you just meet us? Because Why can't you just come one, with us? You're in California. It's in California, right? Yeah. You it's can just bring your Sierra guns out there. No one's going to know. No, I can't. Yes, you can. Actually, I think it's I think it's Sierra slash Nevada land. And if you're driving, legally no, but you just do whatever you want. I'm going to Peru. I don't have time to. Also, Tony, you don't look like the type to care about legally. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's be honest. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We will, Gary. We follow. We we love you, Gary. We think you're the sweetest. Gary is a legit ass person. And Um, and, and whenever you want to come on the show, the DMs are open. Let's work our schedules out. I told Gary on Friday, I was like, the fuck, Gary? The hell? The fuck? The hell? The literally, no offense to anyone else in the chat. Uh, literally, the coolest people on YouTube. Period. 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 Uh, but yeah, the Sierras, which is like one of the most heightened spots for Bigfoot, and even missing 411. 
if you watch like the missing 401 things and like the people that are hunters and they've gone missing, motherfucker, Sierra National Forest. So you guys, if we don't show up in a week and a half. Yeah, if we don't come back by like the Monday after next. Call send the National out. Guard. Yeah, send out. Well, hopefully you do, because if you guys don't, and this channel makes it big, I don't know how I'm getting paid. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, so we got a Wendango here. Everyone drink. Drink. That's a rake. What the hell is that on the side of the road, though? A cow. Tell me that's not a cow. Oh, that is a cow. Morning. They French? You are a star today. Oh, shit. Oh, man. That's creepy. Uh-uh. No, thank you. Oh, you know what it looks like? A rake. You you remember when we did the top ten uh, uh, pop up or the yes. top ten and we oh my god yeah that one guy's in video backyard in the backyard yeah this looks super yeah. similar to it I get what you're Doesn't saying the way it was like lurched over it was a rake the video is marketed as a rake and mm. we also played it for when we did the rake episode it is mm. a rake the rake's not real. Well, so here's a problem that we come into with a lot of these, especially modern day videos, is I think that yeah. they call it all of these different things. Oh, the rake, the slender man, the Wendango, just so they get more clicks and views on it. But also, this is the more traditional ver or vi version of the Wendango. Yes, it, it is. It looks more like this. I like that we say Wendango like there's an A. I know. I'm so sorry. Y'all know that I can't No, I did anything. that first. I feel like I gave that to you. Did your baby? Dango, it's your baby. Yes, all, a very yeah, Fresno light collar vibes, one hundred percent. But the way it kind of it moves forward and then it moves back and moves forward again, just like that video that we watched the other week. So I feel like it looks like a traditional Wendigo, but then when we look at these pictures, of course, it's because more more like this because when we yeah, look like at that, the pictures. Yeah. We're seeing um, more, you know, traditional, not traditional, uh, more pop culture ized versions of a Wendigo, which gives it antlers. But realistically, it's supposed to kind of look like this thing right here, which uh, is yeah. awfully similar to a rake. Very, very similar, which kind of goes into what we talked. I think it was when we had that episode where we talked about how. Uh, Modern day urban legends are kind of retellings of, you know, like more ancient uh, creatures mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, legends. Mm -hmm, and it's just mm -hmm, like they're mm -hmm. recycling it. Oh, yeah. Putting a new bow on it, repackaging it. Right. Because, like, to me, that is scary. That's way it's scarier scary. than Mr. Baldwin. I mean, if, if I ran into a pale creepy creature in the forest that sort of walked on all fours and this had like a scarier. weird fucked up face, I would definitely shoot it. And yeah. I'd shoot that too. Yeah, but like a small white thing or like a big ass deer-headed skull thing, that is scarier. Well, yeah, but you can shoot the small white thing. 
That's what she said. <laughs> so this thing, I only have it because Jamie sent it to me. Um, however, it is about skinwalker encounters. Not Wendigos. Mm. But there are... But there's Wendigo ones in there as well. Right. But, like, that's not the main thing. But no, but that's, like, the weird... That's the weird, like, line that this cryptid kind of walks, though, because it's, like, this – Do what really, at the end of the day, like, if you're just visually seeing something, do you know it's a skinwalker or a wendigo? You know what I mean? Like, if you're only seeing something for a split second and you're just making your mind up at which one of these, like, I can feel like so many stories could get crossed over between the two of these. Yeah. Exactly. To be honest, um, now that I really – I'm sitting here thinking about it, the visage of like the the deer skull with the antlers. Uh, if anybody really knows um, the history of Canada and like the Northeast in that area, if you go really far back, uh, Christopher Columbus wasn't the first person to discover the first European to discover uh, North America. The Vikings actually showed up first, right? And what did the Vikings wear? They wore these helmets with horns, and they were these huge, big motherfuckers with these huge, like, fur out, like, you know, cloak-type things. And mm -hmm. if you've never seen anybody wear something like that, and you come across this six-foot big fucking Viking with an axe or whatever, and they've got these horns on their helmet, and they're wearing a like an elk skull or, or a reindeer skull on their helmet. How does that not become your boogeyman? Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. And Or how does your boogeyman not turn into that? No, for it sure. Does. I think it does, for sure. Yeah, and that's... I think that's kind of the the theme I've at least been trying to trickle in to Bobby's Cryptid Corner at the end is that there's so many crossovers for these cryptids mm -hmm. um, where we might be able to sci-fi some of them. But then if we were to look at the bigger picture here, like what does it group as? And if we looked mm -hmm. at this whole group, the whole motif of it all, we might fact that and i feel like a lot of the times we're talking about this same fucking thing yeah um so yeah so i took that and i was like okay but actually 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 they're so similar and uh like tony or not tony uh Jamie was saying earlier how, like, oh, if you mess with uh, darker magic, you turned into that. Well, that is a skinwalker. A skinwalker is a witch that has dabbled in a uh, very dark black magic that then turns into a skinwalker, mm. where then it can shift. It's a shapeshifter, ultimately. And so I wonder if we're talking about the same thing. I mean, if you type in skinwalker you're going to get the exact same pictures as if yep. you were to type in Wendigo. Wendigo, yeah, drink. And that's kind of the interesting thing when you look at the two lores is what is that, like, dark magic that these witches are, you know, like, diving into? Is it the mm. consumption of human flesh? Is it, like, 
I don't the know if it anti-cultural things that are seen as bad. When it comes to the skinwalker, it seemed like what it meant by like dark magic is like more magic that was that was uh purposing yourself more for like nefarious things, like exactly what they're talking about, like the human version that turns into the Wendigo, right? Like yeah. you're you're being selfish. You are only caring about yourself. You're doing things that are not about the community. So it's almost that same thing about because it's like you're a magic person. You're a shaman. You're doing things for the community. But instead of doing that, you're turning your back on it and being more uh, just about yourself. Right. It's like that self uh, It kind of goes back to when we talked about uh, zombies and that consumerism, that self-consumerism. And thank you. Good night, Gary. Good night, Gary. Thank you. And thank you Come so much. Love you. Come on the show. Damn us. We need you a and Jeremy. You guys should come we together. A, we need a day where we get them on uh, Butt Stuff and Bobby's Crypto Corner. And Bobby's Crypto Corner. We could do a UPX, UAPX week. For, yeah, UA, yeah. Oh, UAPX week, yes. So this, let's, let's watch this. This looks we're, good. We're going to watch all five? All right, fuck it. You sent it to me. Just Anyone planning on going camping in these things. waning days of summer? It's, it's, this is a reaction. Your morning arrow press YouTube, this is it. a reaction video, so this what? is fair use. What just happened? Fair use. What we'll DM you. Time. I'll DM you on Twitter, Gary. I don't know what just happened. My bad. We're just recapping, you know. We've been just looking at this crazy, this crazy dude, this, this crazy, crazy eater, purple people eater. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. Anyone planning on going camping in these waning days? Yeah, we're going camping. And we actually we are. Need they are. Yeah. In we these waning days. And we're not prepared. Do you guys have a French press for coffee? No, Tony, no. we don't have anything. It's going to be awful. I told Jamie today, just imagine being so uncomfortable. And then that should help <laughs> us figure out what we need. And then I made a joke and Kari got offended. Well... She was, like, she, was like, she was like, she was like, she was like, she was like, Brie was like, think about like of the most Spider-Man uncomfortable the you've ever been. And I was like, every time I hang out with you guys, and it was Kari and Brie I was with. <laughs> I thought it was funny. That is funny. Right? children. If anyone ever says this oh, phrase no. to you, feel free to run away at speeds yeah, previously agreed. unknown to man. Yeah, not gross. You have my full support. Oh no, he's However, if the Canadian. Ends up being a Wendigo, he did his hair like that on purpose. Either of those tasks, they're just too strong and too spooky, and they get what they want most of the time, as evidenced by the story told by the deleted Reddit user. I wonder how they're doing these days. I'll do my best to abridge this story for the sake of the length of today's video. So, oh my go. god, a man yeah, I was like, why are we watching this whole video, ma'am? But she sent this to me. I didn't send it to you with the intention of you putting it inside of here. What's that supposed to do with it? The Wendigo away. This is, is this one of those videos where? Yeah, just go to the slide. Fuck this, I don't care about this. Yeah, he just talks the whole time. Go to the Native American literature. Do you guys still hear it? Yeah. Differently than the frogs don't really do all that much protect against such a creature. You see what happens when you're service to self and not the community. Wow. Yeah. 
We will come visit you in Kansas. That's not a joke. We'll come stay at your house and sleep on your couch. I have to, yeah. There's, yeah. We will we at any time. We have several. Yeah. Perfect. We'll come over. We'll hang out. And I want you to make barbecue for us because I know how I good your barbecue looks. You guys, it's still More going. There's no <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'll just mute it right here. There you go. It's I'm muted. Muted. I muted it. There you go. So I guess we got to do the uh, okay. the thingy thing, right? Are we are we at the end? That's the end. <laughs> We're only an hour and seventeen minutes into this. That's okay. That it's this wasn't, isn't this here. wasn't and it yeah. wasn't a deep. This one wasn't like this was pretty straightforward. You know what I mean? Like there's it very was. much like documented scientific information about what the lores and where this came from inside the Native American history. So this is like a little bit different than some of the cryptids that we're talking about because this is something that was actually well documented because it was a belief system by these people. Right. So we'll Craig, let uh, I'll go yourself. first. I'll go <laughs> first. Uh, I'm going to go full hardcore and middle bitch this one because mm -hmm. Like Brie was talking about earlier, I feel like this encompasses so many different versions of cryptids and like what they are today. You know what I mean? Like skinwalkers, rakes, all these different things. So I can't say that it's a sci-fi, but I also can't say it's a fact. It's somewhere in that middle ground of obviously there's something that goes back to the Native American history that they were involved with. To me, this one doesn't sound necessarily so much like a spirit or an encounter that they like had, but more of like a cautionary tale to their people. And not, not like a um, a solid physical thing that was really happening. So I'm gonna have to. It's a hard middle bitch for me on that. Bree. Tony, you go. Yeah, no, yeah Tony, you go. <laughs> okay. So um, honestly, I gotta I gotta agree with Jamie here. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna middle bitch this and. For a lot of the same reasons, I mean, the cautionary tale, uh, keeping a community together, if you have a, if you're building this type of community and you're building a society, you got to have a belief system and you got to shun certain types of activities and things and people need to work for the community, especially when it's so small and it's not interconnected like we are today. So the whole idea of even though winter is really bad don't eat your neighbor is kind of like a <laughs> good idea to have and it it yeah. follows along with just a lot of different things and like we talked about throughout the whole episode with a lot of religions mirror this type of thing morality but i will say the howling, the weird guttural howls in the woods and everything really make me think that there is something out there. Is mm. it a Wendigo in the common idea of a Wendigo or is it a Bigfoot or is it there's something out there? Do I think it is like this man-eating, emancipated creature that grows bigger and can't satiate its uh, appetite? No, but I think the tale is good because it, it created uh, cohesion in a community. Mm -hmm. All right, Bree, it sounds like you're also middle bitching this is what it sounds like. Um, is that correct? Yes. And I will lean. I'll just stick with middle bitch to be fair. Okay. Um, for the same reasons that you both said. Um, 
I don't believe that they're the same thing with the I, I I think it's one of those things where like they started something to warn people and mm. maybe over time it turned into something. Like a we and we say that with a lot of things. It's like you you're willing it into existence. And I think that especially when pop culture came into play and we saw the Wendangle movie and then it just Wendangle movie. Wendangle <laughs> A movie, it took off from there. And there's so many movies now. There's so many Wendigo things. And it's not what it meant to be. Uh, and it, and it, who was that? Hello. Oh, it's Hello. Gina. Gina. Hello. Uh, I, I really do think that it started off of, of just like a warning. And possibly from people believing this. And then the crossover when we talk about werewolves and uh, skinwalkers that we're maybe talking about the same thing. And who knows uh, if not really knowing what something looks like and you group things together visually, if you just add to one entity, you know what I mean? Like what, what, what if we have ideas about werewolves, we have ideas about skinwalkers and then we have ideas about Wendigos. But when we close our eyes, we're seeing the same visualization of a being and <laughs> it fits for all three. Do we just mm -hmm. keep adding to their overall power by us collectively seeing one figure, one look of something and adding all these different attributes to it? Mm -hmm. Do we create a being and just make it bigger that For way? sure. For sure. Like the rape. Uh, exactly. But at the same that I'm in a middle budget for that reason because I believe in that, but I also think it would be wild if there really was something out there that's eating like people, consuming people, or turning you into them. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, Who we're knows? going off into the woods soon, so we will we'll try find to out. record some things, and I really wouldn't be surprised if we came across something like that. So usually when Bibby's here, we ask him for his movie recommendation and I made this wonderful video for him. I am going to play it. And then Tony is going to take his position and yes. give us a movie recommendation. So this was Bobby's present. So since uh, Bobby's not here, I guess I'll have to do this. Exactly. I'm actually that all piece of shit. Two movies. <laughs> Fucking Bobby. So the first wow. one is called Dark Was the Night. It is actually really good. It's a okay. kind of a B horror movie, suspense movie. It's the best kind. The first, it's from 2014. It's called Dark Was the Night. The first, like, two-thirds of the movie is really, really good. And I watch a lot of horror movies. This movie is really good. Yeah. Once, like, the, the CGI, they just didn't have the budget for it, so then it kind of gets the suspense and, you know, suspending your uh, believability kind of goes away a little bit, but oh my god, the first two-thirds of this movie is really good. Really? The second mm. one is actually the remake 
of Pet Cemetery. That's what Vanessa said. No way. Yes. So okay, the, this is the first one. First one. Dark Ones of Night. Super mm. good. Movie. Super good. The remake of, remake Pet, of Cemetery Pet Cemetery follows the story, Stephen King's story, more closely because a Wendigo is what is actually affecting this town and the pet cemetery. It is responsible for everything that happens in that uh, book and in that movie. The reason why the semi-truck hit the little kid was because the Wendigo had taken over the mind of the truck driver and was distracting oh, him. Shit. So like, and in the remake, they specifically talk, they kind of hint at, yeah. They yeah, hint so, at the Wendigo and this creature in the woods that is manipulating these people. So it's it very good, very good to watch. How long ago was that? Uh, that was 2018 or 2019, oh. I think. Bree, what's the th- What's the word where you where you uh, pick off um, the buttons off a of taxi cab seats with your buttons? <laughs> Fuck! What word is that? That's our favorite one. You I know. Your, your butt cheeks to grip the buttons off of taxi cab. I can't think of the word. And I don't know why, but that description just popped into my head right now. I don't know. Butt munching. I, <laughs> no, I wish I remembered. I don't know why I thought about that. Sorry. I apologize. Bothered um, water. Question for everybody. Do, does anyone have anything going on the rest of the week? I think we're done for the rest of the week and we'll be back next week. Yeah, we don't have anything this Friday, do we? No, we just have next week. We have next Tuesday. We have a Bobby's Cryptid Corner. We're doing the Falarkalark again. The Falarkalarkalark. I don't know how to say it. Uh, it is a hybrid version of the vampire and wolf. It is like a. It, it starts off as a vampire and then they turn into werewolves. The ritual. I'm fucking down. That's got to be from yeah. like Kazakhstan or some shit. Yeah, it's like it's like Slavikin or something. It's great. I was like, oh, this yeah. is right on track. Uh, so we good. love you guys. The next time you're going to hear from us, we'll be doing smoke signals from the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless I randomly go live this weekend. I don't know. I might. Oh, yeah. She might go live from Disneyland. Maybe we'll have another pop-up stream on Friday. We don't know. You guys keep an eye on that. Um, we're unpredictable. We love you guys. We're unpredictable. We yeah. love you guys all. You should follow Bree on Twitter at Matt's Bree. You should follow Tony at Bot Water. And you should not follow me because I don't have a Twitter. If you want to follow the show, you can follow at Toddy Waba. Um, and all of that is down in the link of our descriptions. You can find where to go and all of our links. And we will see you guys next week. Have a wonderful rest of your night. Everybody get naked. And um, don't yes. forget that. We do have the Bria the Explorer <laughs> shirt. Explorer shirts. So remember to go buy those. Moon Pie already got uh, theirs. It's on the way already. It's been shipped. So we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>